Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Okay, folks, this episode is going to be dedicated to breakups. And we're going to look at it more from a woman's perspective with a twist with a man. Now, there are three common types of breakups that women will use, fellas. She will use the proxy breakup, which is the first. What is the proxy breakup? She's in a relationship through a third party. So she might have a best friend, a family member, or somebody to break the news to you. At this point, she does not plan on communicating with you ever again. Some guys call this the cowardly way, but that's the proxy way. The second, the disconnect. This is where she totally does not want to have anything to do with you. And she ceases all communication. She may even move, change her number, relocate. But the thing is, is that she is the one that's breaking the communications with you. And she's done that way. Usually, when she uses this technique, she hasn't communicated with you. A lot of times, she might not have even told you about what's going on. She just breaks it off and moves on. Now, keep in mind, a lot of married women, a lot of separated women, a lot of women with a boyfriend use this tactic. The next one, the diplomatic resolution. What this is, she's laying the framework. Now, this has to be done over a period of time. Unlike the other two, that can be done pretty quickly. The diplomatic resolution is when she's going to break up with you and she's kind of giving you milestones to go by to prepare yourself for it. And she's going along the way checking the temperature of the relationship to see if you're okay, okay, okay. Now, what she's doing at this point is she's trusting that you're okay with ending the relationship. She's trying to do it in an amicable way And this is one of the most difficult techniques for a woman to break up. You'll find the woman that's sensitive, worried about how you feel and that kind of thing. And this kind of extends it out a bit. So you have to be careful. Usually, most women that use this technique will have a deadline. Just like we left Afghanistan, she's leaving that relationship the same way. She's going to leave in a couple of months she's telling you, hey, you might need to come over my place and get your things, and this is a gradual thing, 
that's going to happen. Now, usually when women use this technique, they still want to be your friend afterwards, for obvious reasons. Just in case whoever they're reaching for fails them, they can come back to you. If you get into the twelve o'clock position, for instance, meaning that <clears throat> you'd be that shoulder she could cry on, that guy she could talk to, and she also want to keep it available just in case you're that nine o'clock guy, but you become successful, where she cannot miss out on that train. So in essence, she wants to be more flexible. The fourth technique. The face-to-face breakup. This is where the lady will go, tell the guy they're breaking up, cry with him, walk with him in the park, and she goes back and forth with him. And she's trying to end it. And usually these breakups are not successful. A lot of times women get talked back into the relationship from these. And these are not the most recommended type of breakup. Last one, the dramatic or violent breakup. Usually, with this, the person gives them a text, phone call, or something of that sort, in order to end things remotely. Because of the reaction of the partner, the partner, and this partner may be very animated in their reaction. They're throwing things, they're breaking things, they're cussing people out. They're going to find out where you are. They want to know who you're with. So this is more of a volatile type of breakup. So you see the different kinds. And then you have one more, and we call this the wake. The wake is just like they used to do in the old Victorian era. See, years ago, they had this thing called a wake, and they still do today. When a person passes away, and the family has this idea that they still may be alive. That's what it was primarily done for, because what used to happen. They put the person in a casket or coffin and have them at the home, and they might put a mirror under their nose or something of that sort to see whether or not they were alive. Because back then it wasn't really, you know, great science, and a lot of people would actually think that someone's dead and they were actually sleeping or in a coma. And so, that's the premise of the wake. Call it this, because this person is going to sit there and wait and let the relationship die off. They're not going to participate. They're just going to let it die off. They're going to still, you know, answer the phone. They're going to still. Answer text messages, but they're going to be conveniently busy so that they don't interact with that person. And then eventually, the hope is that the person will give up and eventually teeter off. That's what that's about. 
Now, you have the sham breakup. What is the sham breakup? Now, I'm not going to go through all these damn things again, so make sure you get your notes. The sham breakup is when a person is trying to humiliate you. So, take for instance, you're invited to an event. Say uh, you're going to a party, birthday party, and you're dating this person, and she invites you to the birthday party. You get there waiting to see her, and do see her. She's coupled up with another guy kissing her, and this is your reality. But you find out that she's with a new guy, and she wants to put you in a place where you can't do anything. But and if you become belligerent or anything like that. You're the bad guy. So she's actually shaming you. She wants you there so that she can shame you and embarrass you. And some people do that. That's a vindictive breakup. Now, the intentional breakup, which is one of the most devious types of breakups. This is when this person does something very obvious, and they deliberately want to be caught doing it. What do I mean? This is an example. You come home from work. She's making sure she's in the bed having sex with someone, or you find photos of her with other men or video clips. She may start them. OnlyFans page or something like that, and what she's doing is she's letting you know in one sense that she's frustrated with you, but in the other sense, she's letting you know that you're less than, you didn't satisfy her. Now, this is a very dangerous situation for someone to do this. They deliberately want to be caught by their partner. See, with the sham situation, it's all about embarrassing him. With this one, it's all about him feeling less than because she was blatant. She disregarded him, and she's engaged in an act that she cannot be forgiven for. And she deliberately did that so that he would not want her back. Now. Women may also be with other women to do this. I had a friend of mine, and her boyfriend was very obsessive. And she asked me. She says, "You know, I'm about ready to break up with him, but I know if I tell him the answer is no, because he's not going to listen, and he's still going to pursue me, and I just don't know what to do." And I told her, I said, "Something simple." She said, "What's that? Go somewhere where you're protected by the public. Maybe have some male friends there with you, excluding me, because I'm not big enough. Because your boyfriend is bigger than I am, and he'll take me and beat you with me. But go to a place, take a girlfriend with you, and just tell her, 'Hey, what we're gonna do? We're just gonna.'" Bundle each other. I'll rub your thighs and I'll give you a kiss. 
And of course, you might be nervous. I said, so you might have to get a girlfriend that's game for that. Now, this may work for some people. It worked for her. It may not work for you. Be mindful of your situation first. Well, her boyfriend liked to go to this park. That's where he would jog and work out. She and her girl made sure that they were there. They were in the bleachers, and they began to kiss. He saw that, and finally, he got angry. Tried to come up and confront her. He had her protection there. And he got the message, and he left her alone. Of course, she called her lesbian, all this other stuff. She could care less about that. She got rid of. I didn't realize how he had her boxed in that relationship. We always thought they were happy. She told me that he said, "Go take a car key." Had him throughout the house, behind the refrigerator, under the stove, things like that, to make it very difficult for her to function. That was his way of controlling her, and she had had enough. Who would have thought kissing one of her friends would be the way out of it? Works for some people, don't work for others. Now you have that. And that was a passive-aggressive move, but it worked. You have the other breakup, the intimidation. This is when Lydia gets all of her brothers and male friends together that would whoop their boyfriend's ass and let him know that it's over. So there are various ways of ending. I knew one lady that broke up her relationship at the police station. She had her boyfriend to meet her at the police station. She didn't tell him what it was for. She explained to the officer what was going on, and she broke up with him right there in front of that police officer. And of course, he was why, why, and all this stuff, but he couldn't act out in front of the cop, and he wanted to take her outside. And she was like, no. It's done, and the cop made sure that he left before she did. But the reason why she did that, he had a violent history, and she had a document with the cop on what had happened. It varies. Sometimes it has to come to that level. Sad to say, but it does. Now, another breakup: the lie. This is when a woman will tell a guy that she's relocating, that she's doing whatever, and the guy buys it. Usually, an obvious lie. Now, they usually, women for the most part. Will get away with their request to break up with a guy. The only problem is, it's when they get that guy that does not believe them or finds out that they're lying. The one that 
can't take rejection too well. Yeah, that guy, ladies. You know who he is. He's been a thorn in your ass for I don't know how long, right? Hard getting rid of that guy. So there are different ways. Some of you will try to outclass the guy. In other words, you get into an environment, you move all your things, you're living in a gated community or something of that sort, and the person is denied access. That's another way of doing it. There are plethora of ways of breaking up with someone. So you have to choose which one works for you. And whether or not you're looking at retaining a friendship after that breakup, most often people are not. They want to get out of there. They don't want to see that person again. Another thing that I don't recommend, and I've seen this done, and please don't do this. And I know some of you folks out there are thinking, maybe I should, but don't do this. This lady was breaking up with this man, and he couldn't accept it. He was still trying to see if they could work it out. Wouldn't let go. So what she chose to do? She had sex with this gentleman, but she wanted him to dress up as a female. She claimed it would turn him on, and so. That night, she gave him the best pussy he ever had, and she snapped a few shots of him dressed as a woman. What she then did was put those pictures on social media, blocked him from her account, and his friends, family, and their mutual friends saw this man dressed up as a female. Lipstick on, mustache, all this stuff. Now some of his friends tried to pass it off like it was a Halloween prank because it was like in September or somewhere, and they couldn't quite pull it off because it wasn't the correct period for Halloween, but it was in like the fall. So what happened? He's furious. He's trying to serve her papers to sue her for defamation. Don't know how that was going to work out because he did actually consent to the photos being taken, but he was embarrassed. But she wanted to humiliate him on her exit, and this is what she did. Now, fellas, I will tell you this: there's some women when they're getting ready to break up with you. They're gonna give you the best sex ever. I mean, they're licking everything, they're sucking everything. They're gonna make sure that you're satisfied. Here's why they're doing this. A lot of times, what they want to do is to lay the framework for you to miss them. Who usually does this? Women who are going to pursue another guy, and just in case it doesn't work out with that guy. They want the legacy of what they did to you to still remain, so that they have an open door to come back into your life. 
be careful with this type of woman. Because here's the thing with her. She's probably doing this to other people. Not just you. So it keeps the door open. Sex is currency to a lot of those women. And so this is how they use to control the breakups and the get backs. Now, there's another form of breakups. Of course, the instant nonsensical argument. They start an argument over nothing. I mean, totally nothing. Because they found someone else they want to be with. But they need a quick and expedient way of getting away from it. And so they come up with this impromptu argument, and you're done. I've had this breakup technique used on me more than anything else. Because this occurs with people who have found a better deal than you. You find material girls wanting to do this a lot. And of course, there are a couple other things that go along with it. It's the obligatory teasing. The bigger role of obligatory talking down to you. I remember a lady that used this technique started talking about, yeah, well, your dick is curved and all that. And I just said, well, you sucked on it, so what's the big deal? And she was like, well, that was beside the point. No, that was the point. So you're criticizing something that you had your mouth on, something that you swallowed. So shut the hell up with that. And then they start to realize that their arguments don't make any sense. They say things like this because of one thing. They say things like this because at that point, they're trying to distance themselves as quickly from you and bring themselves closer to that person. Now, you have that kind of breakup, and then you also have what is called the interrupt breakup or the contingent breakup. They may lie and say something to the effect of, well, you know, um, I'm going to see, I'm thinking about moving in with my girlfriend. And what I want to see first is whether or not she and I could get along. So it's going to take some time for me to get settled into the new place, and then we'll see if we can still date after I get everything situated. Well, you're thinking, okay, what I'll do is wait for her to get situated. She's moving in with the bestie. And then after that, what she's actually doing is she's in a new community. And she doesn't necessarily want to drag the old relationship in that new environment. She wants to find somebody new in that new environment. And if she can't, she wants to be able to roll back to you. That's what that's about. So it's all contingent on the situation. Now, a lot of people probably haven't mapped out these different type of breakup techniques in one comprehensive way. This is the reason why I want you as men and you as ladies to know 
what to recognize when it happens. Ladies, this can happen to you too from men. But you see more women use this than men, but it can still happen. And these are usually some of the things that they will do. We'll talk more in just a moment. I'll give you an example. Young lady's in church. She goes to the pastor. She breaks up. Tells the pastor she wants out of the relationship. Contacts a young man to come in counseling, and the pastor conveys her sentiments. And see the difference between this third-party thing. If it's the best friend, they're not really respected, and so what happens? The guy goes around. That best friend, and you try to get to the person that they have a relationship with. Well, with a mediator like a pastor or somebody that's revered, it's like they will accept it a little bit more readily than maybe a best friend or something of that sort. That's where that goes. Now. Couple of the hard things for us to deal with with these types of、uh, breakups as humans. One, there are some that we don't know where they're coming from. There are others that are not structured and it just happens, such as the argument. Just get into an argument, bam, it's over. And there are others where it's structured and it's laid out over a period of time to eventually end. That relationship is like the death of a thousand cuts. There, the conditional breakups contingent on whether or not things go well in an environment. Now, there's another one: the rehabilitatory breakup. Now, what is that? And please forgive me for not saying it. I can't. I hate that word, but I love saying it. With this rehabilitatory breakup, what this means primarily, you give a person a schedule and a timeline. They may have cheated on you, as an example, and you say, "Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go into counseling." And you're gonna give me all of the information on why you cheated, how you cheated, who you cheated with, etc. 
And then after that, you're going to go through a period of proving yourself. And if you fail to do that, in the sense of this happening again, I will help you with this particular infraction being this issue first, because you cheated on me, you hurt me. I forgive you for that. The next one, um, I may not do that. I'm gonna let you figure that out on what you need to do. The third one, don't even come to me. The relationship's over. Now, in this type of structure, what you've done, you set up the brakes, you've eliminated the guilt, and this is where most women have problems with breaking up with men. The guilt factor. I'm going to hurt his feelings. I know it's going to hurt because, see, what women can do—they can empathize because they know if it was them for being broken up with, it would hurt even more. So they can just only imagine what it's like for the guy. Now, here's the thing: when it comes down to us, as far as men breaking up with you, getting broken up with you. A lot of us, we expect this to happen. The reason being, especially if you're in your twenties, usually the younger, the more bottled. We treat you like a stock if you're younger. You are an IPO. You just hit the market. Your stock value is going up, and it's gonna be a little volatile before it stabilizes. This is something we expect. Now, if you're an older woman, look more mature. You're more sophisticated with your approach, and usually you'll be more demonstrative. So when you say that the relationship's over, you expect to just wipe your hands and walk away, and the man walks his way. So you don't feel as though you have to do as much manipulation, as much job.、Uh, How can I best say it? As much、uh, public relations with the breakup, because you've been around the block a bit, you've been in relationships, you've been married, and you know how to handle those things a little bit better. Now let's go on to something else. A couple of other things that happens when we are ending the relationships. Sometimes we have to think about the friendship structure. Now, what happens is this: some women and men do this. They will prep the peripheral friends and family around the event. In other words, they will know well in advance what's getting ready to happen, and their partner will be the last person to know, so that. If that partner tries to get back in good with this person, they can't because she's built a fortress around that situation. So, in other words, he's like, "Well, I'm going to talk to your sister about this, and she'll probably see things my way." And she's already talked to her sister about it. Might say, "Hey, you know what? He's going to call you hands off." That kind of thing, so that. When he tries to reconcile, he wants to have reason. He wants to have closure. Can't get it. Now, there are some people that deliberately end relationships without closure. They actually do that in some cases 
in order to have an opportunity to open the relationship up later, much later. Some people do this when they want to do this in particular. They're going to try it with this other person. Things don't work out. Then they can always come back with a remedial. You know, I'm really sorry the way I left you. It was really wrong, and you're thinking of being sentimental, but in actuality, it was done intentionally. So they would have a way of getting back in with you. And it's hard to judge that because, under the circumstances, how could you? You don't know. Now, this goes as well with this preparation, even in the workplace. Where this individual may tell the coworkers, may tell the boss, and so you come up on the premise, you want to meet them in the parking lot or something of that sort. You're the villain. They call the cops. You get locked up. There are others of you who have had restraining orders put against you, and you did nothing. But what happens sometimes? The person may be. Preempt the breakup and get a restraining order. And so, if you show up to their apartment after they've contacted you on something in violation, check your community laws, check your state laws in regards to these types of、uh, legal ramifications. I'm telling you, it's ridiculous. There was a friend of mine that broke up with a woman in California. And when she did, she wanted to pursue him, and she kept saying, "Hey, you know, we need to sit down. We need to talk. I need closure, etc." There was no closure. What had happened? She was a chronic liar, and she had a gambling addiction. He tried to help her through it, didn't work. So he left her alone. Well, what she decided to do was to go and get a restraining order against him. Claiming that she had domestic abuse, which was a lie. She never, he never touched her, at least far as I know. And he was never convicted or arrested for it. But she went on and had this done, got the restraining order against him, and then she tried to ask him to come over to her place. She had a son that was pretty close to my friend, and he had been with the kid when he was younger in his formative years. But he could never develop a good relationship with him, like a father figure or mentor, because she would always take him to Vegas or take him somewhere else and drop him off with other people. And then, by the time he would see him again, he had picked up some bad habits and he tried to help correct them. And so the kid always held my friend in high regard. Because he was really the only stable person in that child's life. His mom, once she got to gambling and drinking, it was over. Well, anyway, he decides to go over. That minute he gets to her place, she's already called the cops. Cops show up. They're hassling him, and he never got a copy of the restraining order. He never had been served. They didn't lock him up, but he, they asked him to leave, which he had to do. But it was a last dig she had to get in. Some people will do this to you, and you have to watch it. 
So understand, when a person is vindictive, they will do a lot. Now, here's the thing. Many times when a woman is cheated on, fellas, and she's really hurt, especially if you've accused her of cheating and she never cheated, she does what is called revenge cheating, which is reckless cheating. I met a woman one time out at a nightclub in Orange County called Confetti's. Conservative-looking Caucasian woman, very nice-looking, very attractive. Looked like she could be on any damn, you know, architectural digest uh, photo. And we danced. She introduced herself, sat down with me. We danced, had a good time. And she said, "Well, what are you doing after this place closes?" I said, "Nothing." She says, "Well, I have a hotel." And I want you to come with me. I'm like, okay, hotel room, basically. So we go over, and she told me she was single. Didn't see any ring. We had some of the most wicked sex ever. That shit. I think we broke broke some laws, but I'm not quite sure. And then after we finished. We're cuddling. She's kissing me. We're laying there, and she says,、um, "Well, this serves him right." I'm like, "Serves who right?" She said, "My soon-to-be ex-husband. He cheated on me, so I got revenge." And I'm saying, "So I'm just recovery dick then." And she smiled and said, "No, honey, it's not like that. We can still have a relationship. We can still build and all this." And at this point, I'm saying, "Damn!" I said, "How can I trust you? You lied to me already. You deceived me." And she said, "Well, you made the assumption that I was divorced, that I was single. I never answered your question when you asked me that." So she put it back in my lap, and I got to admit, at that point, she had. Well, we broke it off, and after she divorced, she kept calling me. We talked, went out a few more times, and did some <laughs> evil sex again. But here was the thing: it was all about her getting revenge. And then after I thought about it, I talked to her later. I said, "You know, you actually hurt yourself by doing that." And she said, "How so?" She said, "I had a good time. Did you have a good time?" I said, "Yeah, we did." But here's the thing: you had to go do something to yourself to make it symbolic, symbolically hurt him. And what she told me was, she says, "You should have seen the look on his face when I came back and I told him I slept with a black man." I said, "Well." You took your own life in your own hands one night with him, and with me. Hell, I could have been an axe murderer. He said, "Oh no, I wouldn't have cared." He said, "Because I was so hurt. I've been with him for 15 years that there's nothing that could have cut me deeper than as deep as I was cut." This guy had wound up cheating with the best friend, and this is how. 
this whole mess got started with her. Revenge cheating, fellas, is something that you may face if you cheated on your woman and she's faithful. And let me tell you something, with revenge cheating, your woman does not care what she does to that other man that she's with. Every sexual thing that you think that you have done with your wife or girlfriend, you can avoid that shit out because what she's going to do with this other guy is everything. Because here's the thing. She feels as though symbolically she's hurting you by doing these things to him, the things that she wouldn't do to you. Fulfilling her fantasies, those kind of things. Now, there's another aspect of this too. With this revenge cheating, most often than not, unlike this lady that I was with, most of these women, after they finish, they don't cuddle, they leave. Because the deed is done. This lady was looking more for a place to park her heart. She was looking for a relationship within a relationship. You'll run across that. Now, ladies, when it comes to men, when it comes down to revenge cheating, what a man does usually is you're looking for the closest person to you that they can have sex with that would really hurt you. See, usually when a woman is doing revenge cheating, she's going to do it with a stranger. And the reason why she's going to do it with a stranger is because what are men are what are men afraid of, ladies? We are afraid of the unknown. See, as long as we see that pit bull right there, we see that bear over there, or that shark in the water, uh, gonna take care of it. We're men, we're macho men. When a guy goes to prison and he was a badass on the street, what happens? The dude may be better than he is. Now, in your case, ladies, there may be a situation where the guy that you're with, he doesn't have any tools out. And so you have the opportunity to come back and tell him, well, you know, his dick is about 14 inches long three and a half inches in diameter and you could go home with this what's he gonna do he's just gonna feel like he's less than and that's the reason why a lot of women will go and revenge cheat with someone that the man a husband boyfriend doesn't know because then she can set the narrative and make him feel any kind of way. Now, the danger with this is you have an emotionally charged situation and you don't know how your partner's gonna react. Folks, I can't stress this enough. And this, with any kind of breakup, any kind of relationship, don't assume the person, the mood, and the situation. We're going to talk more in just a minute.
should be established up front. A lot of times we assume that the person who's leaving the relationship is the victim. The person who's left in the relationship is the bad guy, a bad girl. Now, sometimes that may be true. However, when it's reversed and a man leaves a woman, usually the guy is looked as the jerk or the bad guy for leaving. And the woman is looked as the innocent individual. Now, I had a friend of mine years ago, and I apologize to him to this day because we all were under the assumption that he was the jerk because he left her. Folks, the reason why he left this woman is because this woman was a consummate thief. She stole his debit card. Pretty much, he didn't have money to pay his rent, car payments, anything because she had drained him. He forgave her paid it off. She apologized. And from that point forward, he thought he was going to manage the situation by giving her a credit card with a $300 credit. But what she did was she charged it up to about $150. And she made sure she made her payments regularly for about three or four months. And then she had this other credit card offer. And it was for like $3,000. She took advantage of that. She applied for it independently. Didn't tell him. She got this credit card. And it's a very popular credit card. Many of you get junk mail from this credit card company all the time. And she was the happiest person on the planet with this card. At least from what I was told. And so what happened? She chose to go out and start spending, using it, buying things, shoes, dresses, purses, all these other material things. And he noticed this influx of things in the house. And he's saying, well, since you can do this, maybe you can help me with some of these bills because it's covering everything. And so he delegated utilities to her. Utilities got turned off. But here's the interesting thing. She did not miss one payment on any of those credit cards. And so he started to realize he couldn't depend on her and she was not reliable. And so he says, well, where are your priorities? And she says, oh, I'm not messing up my credit for you. He kicked her out. He ended the relationship. Now, the way she came across to us as his friends was that she was this victim being jettisoned by our friend who was a jerk. Now, we knew he had asshole potential, but we didn't think he was like a total asshole. But we went on and kind of gave her the benefit of the doubt with him. And so, I started asking him along with her friends, hey man, what's going on? You know, she's, you know, wanting us to go and buy her drinks at the bar because she can't afford the drinks. And she's saying, you cut off the money and kicked her out and you're no longer dating her. What's going on with that? And he told me, he says, like you always say, there's her side, my side, and the truth. I said, yeah. 
He said, well, here's my side. She stole from me. She lied to me. She kept me in debt. I'm done with her. And I'm like, okay. And he didn't want to go into detail, but he told me pretty much in that order. And then what started to happen, she found the empathy of another one of our friends in our circle. And this guy was like a groupie. He was like a hanger on her. And he fell for her stock and barrel. Within two years, he was with her, filed bankruptcy. She had moved on to someone else. But the thing was, the whole time, we thought he was being a jerk, but in actuality, she was the one that was useful. It's about the assumption based on gender. That's what I'm getting at. And a lot of times we don't act like women can't do the same thing men do. See, the problem with us and this whole gender thing, ladies, I'm just going to lay it out there. A man is not threatened by your success. He's not threatened by your presence. He is not threatened by you. He appreciates you, and you don't have to prove a point. Because when you try to prove that point, we look at you like a guy who's trying to make the team who's not good enough. See, a confident woman does not have to try to prove anything. She is everything. And that's what's lacking, because what we see is a person that lacks confidence when they're trying to prove themselves. And that's the way that works. Because see, that confident woman, let me tell you something about her. I've dated many of them, and they're good women. Here's what happens. They don't have to prove themselves. They don't have nothing to measure up to when it comes to a man, because they know they can do it. It's like a boxer, prize fighter. Are they going to fight everybody at the bar that says they, they, they want to be a prize fighter? Hell no. They're only going to fight people that actually measure up to their standards. A confident woman already knows what she's capable of, and not capable of. And one thing she's not going to do is ask for an excuse. I have a cop out. And that's the distinction. That's what distinguishes those of you that men really adore and really admire from those of you who men abhor. I'm just being honest with you on this. See, we hate quitters. We hate as men, we hate women and men who say, Oh well, yeah. I put too much plate on my too much food on my plate. I can't eat all of this. We would rather you say, "Hey, you know what? I mean, I can do this, but I can do this." We still respect you. We respect you because you know your limitations. What we don't respect is when you get to a point and you want to do something, and then you fall back on and say, "Well, I'm a female. I'm a woman." We don't honor that argument. It's just like if a man told us, "Well, you know what? I'm not strong enough." What we look at 
you being responsible and admitting to something before it happens. So in that way, we would understand. But see, confident women don't have to do that. They're not the ones that are going out talking about their divas or boss bitches and all this queen bullshit. These women are fully aware of their capabilities. And that is the reason why these confident women who don't have to act like they're intimidating the men, this is the reason why they have no problem getting a man and good men at that. Because that's what it takes. That insecure woman is just like that insecure man to us. That angry, toxic feminist is just like that angry, toxic, masculine guy. They're two of the same. The only thing that's different, the gender. I put them in the same boat. A toxic feminist and a toxic uh, misogynist, I put them in the same boat. No difference. Only difference is one has a penis, the other one has a vagina. Same shit. Because they're trying to prove something. And that's what it comes down to. There's nothing to prove. That's the thing. We all have our limitations in life. Yeah, we have personal challenges. We may have a fear of snakes. We have maybe a fear of spiders, a fear of this, a fear of that. But guess what? So what? Now, I know I'm going to get some hate mail because of the lady that wrote me a while back. And she said I was insecure, masked what she said. I was insecure, misogynist, and something else. And here's the thing. I looked at her profile and I saw a whole litany of things that she expected out of a man. But what did she have there for herself? I'm a sweet southern belle. That was it. But she had three paragraphs of bullshit that no man in his right mind would go for. And she's 58 years of age. No kids. And of course she's stressing about the cats. And I just wrote her back. She wrote me that nice little insulting email that she tried to be condescending in. And I, I told her, I said, you might want to check with Walgreens because they do have, I believe, a sale on batteries this week. Because I'm sure your device will need more of them. Because with that personality and that attitude, not too many men are going to want to get around you. So good luck with your machine. Now, another thing, ladies, that I'm going to bring up. Some guys are afraid to see your sex toys because they get intimidated by the size and things that it can do and all this stuff. That's an insecure man. That is an insecure man. I remember one night, <laughs> I shouldn't be saying this, but I'm going to say it. And Brenda, I told you that I'll probably talk about this, but you're the one that wanted me to talk about this on air, so I am. There was a lady named Brenda that I dated years ago. 
and all right, she had to go in her closet because we were going to go out dancing. And so she had this shoebox. Well, she's reaching up in the closet for the shoes, and the shoebox fell down. It hit the floor. The top popped open, and this 24-inch double-headed dildo popped out. It just sprang out and scared the shit out of me because I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> She jumped and stepped on the damn thing, and her shoe, the heel of her shoe, put a hole through it. <laughs> and so, what was hilarious about it? She didn't want to buy another one, and that was her favorite. She goes and melts a candle in order to try to fill in the hole to see if that would work. And it did this. She was like. Oh, that's my favorite. They had the right size and everything. So we spent the night before our date waiting on her, looking for another company that had the same size of the double-headed dildo, and she found it, ordered it, and it was hilarious. It was hilarious. She was so embarrassed she didn't know what to do, but. You had to been it when it fell out of that box. Well, it jumped out like a snake, and it was hilarious. And she had it folded in there. Oh, man, that was funny. But anyway, folks, the thing is, is that you have a lot of people who are lonely, a lot of people who are angry. Now, some people specifically use breakups as a mean to, means to get even with people. Because this this is their way of extracting their plowing the flesh. I hate men. This is the way I can get even with them. I hate women. This is the way I can get even with them. And what they'll do is deliberately lead you on and then drop you off. And the reason why they do that, it makes them feel better. They get a rush out of doing that, and it becomes a lifestyle for many people. Now, true enough, I had a problem with that to a certain point called detachment, and with that, it was no problem with me walking away from somebody. But I didn't do it out of a malicious context. I did it because consciously I thought it was okay. Being that I was an only child, and when it came down to interacting socially. Have to worry so much about how someone else felt. I dealt with them as I saw them, and I had to realize that that was wrong, and I had to correct that problem. But you have some people who don't, and they double down on whatever perspective they may have. But if you don't get anything out of this particular segment, ladies, one thing I want you to understand. Men respect confident women. Ladies, you know you look for a confident man. We need to come off of these labels of toxic, insecure, and all these things. They do exist, but that doesn't define the person. That defines the behavior, and that's the distinction. We like to use labels as if they are hammers that are going to just knock people in the ground. One minute.
another aspect that we have to come to grips with when it comes down to breakups. There are some women out there, fellas, and the reason why I'm focusing more on women with breakups is because they do most of the breaking up, more so than guys. But let's go on. There are a lot of guys that break up over hookups, that kind of thing, but it's rare that a guy is going to break up with a woman before a woman breaks up with a man. Now, there's another type of breakup, and this is when she knows that one of her friends is really crazy about you. And some women let these relationships actually develop where that girlfriend of hers will tell her, you know, he's a handsome man, I really like him. She doesn't get offended by that because if she has designs or plans on moving on, she's already got someone to take up the slack for her. Makes it much easier for her to transition. So what she'll do then is say, hey, I need to go through a favor for me. Since you like him so much, why don't you go for it? And then what she may do is the guy could be focused solely on her. And so instead she may go and use the friend who has the crush on him to be the intermediary and to go and see whether or not she can go and quit your story, so to speak. Hmm. Now, when this is done, she's already got an alibi, but never taking it back. You slept with my friend. It's set up like that. So, don't be surprised. Some of you have been thrown under the bus like this with some of your girlfriends. But here's the thing, folks, when it comes down to breakups, put yourself in that person's shoes. And understand that when you do the breakup, the impact that you would have on that person's life. And then after you have evaluated that, understand one thing, you don't know how they're going to react. But you want to leave them with some sense of dignity. But see, ladies, where you make a mistake is when you give this guy hope. We can still be friends. Oh, we could still go out and have fun like we used to. No, if that man has been in between your legs, lady, he doesn't want to be your friend anymore. He wants to be inside you again. And it's going to be very hard for you to understand that. It's going to be very hard for you to take what he's going to put down in you. But it's going to be very hard for you to understand that. Because he knows good and well. You know, I felt it felt good. And so you kind of twist it, you kind of turn it, because you don't want to hurt his feelings, and you're, you're like, well, you know, maybe things work out, we'll see what happens in the future, but you got to make these changes. He's going to do just enough if he has to do that for the future to let you reel him back in, and then he's going to start back to the same habits he used to. The reason why he's going to do that is because you've laid down just one incentive, one criteria that he would have to meet. 
and he's going to figure out a way to do it. If you're going to break up with a guy, it's best to break up with him, walk away, and end all communications and sever all ties. If not, you're going to send him mixed messages, those mixed signals, and ladies, that mess you up more than anything in relationships. Because see, as men, if we get mixed signals from you, like the lady I always described that used to tell me, she don't stop when I be kissing her and put my hands on her. She says, don't stop. And so I'll stop and then she'll grab my hands and put it in between her legs, push it in her panties. And then she'll take it out. She says, you need to stop. And after a while, it's like, look, when you decide when we're going to have sex, call me up. Because right now I'm smelling like pussy and I ain't getting none. And at this point, she'll be like, oh, no, I was just playing. But see, the thing is, as men, we have to watch that now. Because you may think we're just playing, but these guys are afraid that you're going to come back 10, 15, 20 years from now, just like the lady did with Bob Dylan. He did a sexual assault with her back in 1965 or so. That man is 80 years old. He's damn near ready to die. And this woman is going for a civil suit money all these years later something happened to her when she was in her 20s see this is the problem I have with this and ladies let me tell you something with this that's going to happen also and it hasn't happened yet but it will at some point a woman is going to get to a point where she's going to be hauled in for sexual assault decades later by me it's going to happen. And I'm telling you, when it does, people are going to realize that that's not a good thing to do. Because, see, a lot of these people are not going for criminal charges. Okay, if the person's a rapist, get them off the street, lock them up. No, they're going for financial gain. And that's the problem. I look at what happened with Deshaun Watson down in Houston. All those women had all those charges against them. How come nobody went for criminal charges? Why they all go for civil? Civil's easier to prove, they can get money, and that's all they wanted. And they didn't have to worry about humiliation. They need to change some of the parameters in court that comes down to that. Just in general, to protect people. But see, what's happening is, we've gotten to a point where Anybody can make any allegation. Any kind of allegation whatsoever. I'm surprised that they haven't even come up with a lawsuit with someone but looking at another person. I'm sure it will happen at some point. And it's really sad that we're at this juncture in our lives really sad that we're at this point. And it makes no sense that we are. Now, here's another thing that I would uh, examine too. With this whole breakup thing as well. Some people also use this as leverage. 
to get a person to comply with what they want in the relationship. In other words, the threat of breakup is the stick to keep the person in the relationship in line. Are you going to do what I say else I break up with your ass? Okay, okay, please don't break away. Please don't leave. Folks, don't let no one ever do you like that. If someone threatens to break up with me, I break up with them right then. I don't even bother. Because, see, you have some people who call bluffs. I'm not that guy. Plain and simple. No idle threats. Oh, we can't get along. We need to break up. We're done. Well, but, but, no, we're done. But I was just, no, we're done. You say that you want to break up. No need to argue about that. We're done. Are you serious? Damn straight, I'm serious. It's, it's a done deal. Are you really serious? If you had a plane crash, I doubt very seriously if you can get that same plane back up in the air with those same passengers and it's not damaged, right? Yeah, well, that's what you've done when you made that decision. It's called accountability and responsibility, and some people just don't want to face that. Being responsible for the decisions and choices you make, whether good, bad, or indifferent. See, our form of egalitarianism or equality is based on our own beliefs. It has nothing to do with life. Life is unfair. Life made some of us short, some of us tall, some of us dark skinned, some of us light skinned. Life put us in different geographic environments where some people starve to death every year, where other people have an abundance and are overweight. So we have to look at another aspect. In order for us to exist in this ever-changing world that we're in, at some point we're going to have to realize one thing, we got to start treating each other better as human beings, whether it's race, gender, and everything else. We're going to have to learn how to do this and be more vigilant about it. And quit treating each other like they're commodities. We gotta quit doing that. This is the reason why most of you folks can't find dates. This is the reason why most of you can't find relationships. Because we treat each other so poorly the way we interact. You know, it was funny. A lady wrote me back and I introduced myself, and many of you ladies know Dick Cupid probably received an email from me or a message from me saying, Hi, I'm Jane, I'm Johnson, da 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 da. Well, here's the problem. Some of the ladies responded by, Who the fuck are you? What's your claim to fame? Oh, you act like you know every fucking thing. These are responses I got back from women. What makes you so great? And here's the sad thing about it. The majority of these women were from the Las Vegas area. The women that were 
in different parts of the world, responses were tremendously better. Sometimes, when you're in proximity of people, you get it treated worse than you do from others' way, and that's one thing you learn learn in relationships too. The further a person's away, sometimes the better you're treated, because you're being treated based on what this person, these people have experienced locally. Where it goes. Now, another breakup technique. Person's married or in a committed relationship and does not reveal that to you until they're ready to end the relationship. So they have an ironclad legal reason to leave you. You usually find people who do this were separated because they're finding somebody new. They're climbing the scale because the the thing is. They're in that lessly, less than likely dating category. In other words, they're in a situation where not too many people would want to date them because their marital status is there, even though they've been separated. But the only thing about that is, yeah, excuse me, folks. I was looking at my Hershey's、uh, drops. I love those things. And、uh, what happened? They get to a point. They're now trying to pursue someone else that they might have been pining for earlier. They never had the opportunity to do it. Opportunity comes available. They dump the guy they were just messing around with for this person. You'll see that as well. Now, now let's talk about some of the hard labor involved in these kind of situations. When you break up with someone, you're going to have that period of reflection. What did I do wrong? Where did things go wrong? Where did things change? How can I improve things? Keep in mind when your partner is breaking up with you, anything can do. It's over. I'll be thankful it is. I know it hurts. You put in your feelings and emotions, but think about it for a moment. Why would you want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with you? You remember what I've always told you? What you want may not want you back.、Huh. Seems like it. Very, very appropriate here. Something for you to think about. In any case, I hope we discuss some things to make you aware of your behavior. Some of you who use some of these techniques, and to also make individuals aware of what they're facing, who have had to face some of these techniques. Take care, folks. I'm out. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music.
Amazon Music, Spotify, Audiomac, or Deezer. Type in JAUSAN in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.